0: Welcome to Chats, where we answer the real questions international students have about living and studying in the UK. I'm Sophie, your host, and today we're going to be discussing the great scholarships. First up, we have Kitty joining us from Study UK at the British Council. Kitty, it's so great to have you here. Would
1: you like to introduce yourself? Sure, thanks so much, Sophie. So, hi everyone who's listening. My name's Kitty. I'm based in London and I'm the communications manager for the Study UK campaign at the British Council. So, I'll just tell you a bit about Study UK and what I do before um, we start. So, Study UK is a campaign that's delivered by the British Council in partnership with the UK government's Great Britain campaign. Study UK helps international students learn more about what it's like to study in the UK. It's one of the best places to start your research. We share a range of information about studying in the UK from, you know, exploring your options to how to apply to information and support for settling into life in the UK. And you can visit our website for all the information you need to know. And essentially, as part of the Study UK campaign, we offer great scholarships every year to students from a selection of countries.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure you're going to share a whole wealth of knowledge with us. And especially for some people who are listening who might not have heard of any of these things, I think it's going to be super useful. So to start with the basics and the obvious question, what is a great scholarship? If you were explaining to someone who's never heard of that concept before.
1: (laughs) So, great scholarships offer scholarships, obviously, towards tuition fees for postgraduate courses across a variety of subjects to students from 18 countries. So, these are usually for one-year master's courses that take place at a selection of around over 50 universities in the UK. So, we have about 50 university partners each year who take part in the programme. Each scholarship is jointly funded by the British Council and the Great Campaign with the participating higher education institutions. Just to give a bit of background on the objective. So, I mean, by offering great scholarships, we really aim to widen access to UK education in countries where the interest in studying here is really high. We hope to showcase and celebrate the amazingly diverse range of universities that we have here in the UK that offer such a vast range of courses. And ultimately, we really hope to create stronger links between the UK and other countries that's great. I mean, to know that that's what's at the heart of it
0: is so important as well, isn't it? As you say, strengthening those connections is always at the heart of what we're looking to do. And if someone was listening to this and thinking, okay, that sounds great, pun, in, pun intended, <laughs> but what, what do I do? You know, where do I start? How does somebody go about applying for one of these scholarships?
1: So, firstly, the first thing that you would do is visit the great scholarships pages on the Study UK website. And on there, we have a list of country pages. So for each country where we offer these scholarships, there's a dedicated country page, which lists all of the universities that offer scholarships for your country. So have a browse through each university that you might be eligible to apply for. Think about what you're looking for, what subject areas they're offering, what part of the UK you might want to study in. From there, you can visit each university's website to find out more about how to apply. The main thing to mention here is that all applications are handled by the universities themselves. So we in the Study UK and the British Council, we don't manage the application process. That's through the university's own application system. There may be slight variations in the process. So it's important that you do your research for each individual university. For some universities, you might need to hold an offer before applying. You might apply for the scholarship at the same time as you apply to the university. As part of the process, you may need to send an essay or a personal statement. Some universities will ask for, say, 500 words on a topic that you've studied previously and why you found it interesting. Others may ask you specific questions that you have to respond to. So each university might have a slightly different process. You might also be asked to attend an interview as part of the application process, either for the university itself and or for the scholarship application, which they'll want to gauge more about you as a person and why you want to apply for the scholarship and what you think you'll bring, what you think the scholarship can do for you and how you want it to help you and your home country in the future. So that shortlisting and interview process is managed by the universities. And to anyone listening who's thinking of applying, always make sure you check the requirements for each university and always reach out to that university for advice if you need it.
0: Absolutely. That's so helpful and so informative as well to talk through that process. How many scholarships are there on offer per year? So that
1: really varies. Every year we offer a different number of scholarships and that's depending on the funding that we have each year, essentially. For example, this year, there are over 300 great scholars in the UK, but next year, so for the 22, 23 academic year, We're offering 150. Mm -hmm. So it really just depends on what funding's available each year. Mm. The numbers vary by country as well. So just check how many scholarships are available for each country. There might be more for the bigger countries like India and China. We might have more scholarships available than for, say, Brunei or Sri Lanka. Yeah, the numbers do vary. But all that information is on the Study UK website on the great scholarship pages. Perfect. And with
0: the costs themselves, because people listening might be wondering, thinking, what does this cover? I'm sure, as you said, there's a range to that as well, but what costs and what sort of things are covered by the scholarship and what could that be worth to somebody
1: applying for one? Sure. So the minimum value for each scholarship is £10,000 and that goes towards just tuition fees, not any other costs of study. So that £10,000 is £5,000 that's funded by the British Council and the Great Campaign and the other £5,000 is funded by the participating university. In some cases, some universities put in more so that the scholarship covers the full cost of a year's tuition. So you can always check on each university page. It will say how much the scholarship is worth. But most of them are £10,000. So obviously there might be listeners who are looking for funding that covers living costs as well. This probably isn't the right scholarship for you if that's what you're looking for. There are other scholarships out there that cover both tuition and living costs, and your know, flights to the UK, etc. For example, the Chevening Programme is one of those as you can imagine those might be a bit more competitive so the great scholarship the funding that you get is just for your tuition fees that's
0: really good to know and i'm sure that's something lots of people that's the first question that comes to mind right what what does it cover
1: exactly yeah i think i'm not there's so many people out there looking for funding and i know it's difficult to sometimes find something that's right for you that's a good point actually just to Go on to the end of that of looking
0: for one that's right for them. Who would you say the great scholarships who would you say those are right for for people looking into a variety of scholarships.
1: Yeah, I think it's right for people who have passion for their subject who are looking for that help to get to the UK. It's obviously not a scholarship that funds absolutely every aspect so you're still expected to fund your own living costs etc but it's for those people who are really looking for that boost who might not otherwise be able to afford the whole cost of a UK education because yeah. it's a big life decision. A lot of costs go into studying abroad. And so it's mm. people who are really looking for that extra to make it possible really for them, I think, is who it's really right for. That's a great way of putting it, actually. like If it's that
0: push that they need just to make it a possibility. Definitely, yeah. Are the scholarships then, are they
1: for specific subject areas? so that also really depends on the university itself many scholarships are for any subject at the university whereas some universities they allocate funding based on a department mm. or a course so okay. there are some specific subject specific subject specific scholarships um, <laughs> to that. Um, but yeah so um, essentially it's a question of looking on the website finding out what each university offers it'll say on our study uk website whether it's for an individual course or full subjects something to note as well is that each year as part of the great scholarships we run a subject specific campaign so we have the great scholarships but this year we also have the great scholarships for justice and law which is a selection of scholarships that are available in subjects around law so that's international law and a range of other masters law courses and that's co-funded by the ministry of justice in the uk as well oh, wow. and last some scholarships that were in climate change related subjects, which was a tie into COP26, which happened in November in Glasgow. Mm. That's basically great scholarships are offered across all subjects. It's just a question of, again, finding the right one for you and Mm. research into which ones are available. Lots of universities allocate their scholarship funding by department. So it might say, oh, this scholarship is for someone from this country in engineering or something but Mm. in a lot of cases it's across all subjects at the university so yeah do your research and see which ones are suitable for you gosh that really does sound like there's something for everyone do your research and start looking into it but it sounds like there's
0: Multiple options. I like that idea of doing the topical, the one a year of the COP26. And that's really interesting and presumably would really appeal to people. Yeah, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, it was really exciting. We did a study visit for those scholars. We call them our green mm. scholars. That's the short term that we've been calling them. <laughs> They're all studying climate change subjects. And oh. We did a study visit tying into COP26 in Scotland. So, yeah, really trying to help them get the most out of that very topical, um, topical conversation. Yeah. And yeah, what was going on at the time. Yeah,
0: top Being the key word there, isn't it? That makes it very interesting. I'm sure we've spoken quite a bit about the countries. Which countries does this apply to? For anyone listening and wondering if they're in one of
1: them, sure. Yeah, so I will list them all for the benefit. (laughs) Yes,
0: (laughs) bear with me. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Sorry to make you go through the whole
1: thing. No, it's absolutely fine. This year, we're offering scholarships to students from 18 countries, and those are Bangladesh, Brunei, China, Egypt, Ghana, Kenya. India, Indonesia, Malaysia, Mexico, Nepal, Nigeria, Pakistan, Singapore, Sri Lanka, Turkey, Thailand, and Vietnam. Those are the 18 countries that we're offering scholarships to for 22 23 so next academic year. These countries may vary each year, so just because your country isn't on this list doesn't mean that it won't ever be, but the country selection is kind of broadly based around where studying in the UK is popular, where there's a demand for scholarships, and which countries align with the work of the British Council or the Great campaign and the university priorities as well so to be eligible to apply for a great scholarship you need to hold a passport from one of these countries in addition to the other eligibility requirements which is having an undergraduate degree that will allow you to gain entry onto a postgraduate program in the UK and meeting the academic English language requirements of the university you apply to gosh so it's a real
0: range of countries then and actually one of my questions was going to be which you just then answered which was if your country's not on that list does that mean it never will be but obviously you've said not necessarily so that's a a changeable list of countries yeah to go a bit more specific obviously we've spoken quite broadly on it but if somebody's listened to all this and gone yeah great i'm in i'm going to apply what makes for a strong submission and obviously that's a broad question but in your experience of this what advice would you give to people for making their submission as strong as possible sure
1: yeah i mean i can only really speak on what we're looking for from the programme as a whole because individual universities manage the application process and they might be looking for kind of slightly nuanced things in those applications. But as a whole, we're really looking for applications from students who are committed to their studies and who are really passionate about their subjects. We want students who'll be able to benefit from receiving that scholarship to study a postgraduate course in the UK and in turn how that will then benefit their future and their own communities back in their home country So when you apply, you should really try and demonstrate your interest in your chosen subject and include tangible examples of your work or your academic experience. We're looking for commitment to the programme from our great scholars. We obviously expect scholars to attend their lectures and tutorials and engage with the extracurricular activities at the university. But we also really want them to act as an ambassador for UK higher education more broadly. So by sharing your experiences and promoting the value of studying at UK university, as a great scholar, you may be asked to discuss your experiences so that we can help to capture perceptions of studying in the UK and share these with future international students and future applicants of the great scholarships. If you look at the Study UK social media channels and our blog, you'll see that lots of current and previous students share their stories, not just about the scholarship in particular, but more generally about their Experience of studying in the UK. We run a range of events throughout the year to bring everyone together. These have been online for the past couple of years, but we're also planning a face-to-face event this May in London, which is exciting where all the scholars will be able to meet each other, hear from speakers and get to explore London if they haven't already. So we're really looking forward to that. And that's an aim of the programme is to really get everyone together and make them feel connected to the scholarship programme, the work of the British Council and the Great Campaign and their own universities. It's really about engaging them as a scholar. So obviously we want to see that commitment from scholars about why they want to be part of this programme and why they're passionate about connecting with the UK in that way. But obviously students should always check the individual requirements that the university want from them as well. And then after their studies as well, after students graduate, we would expect them to maintain contact with the British Council and act as an ambassador for the great scholarships by sharing their experiences with future scholars and ultimately encouraging more people to apply. So I really hope we get people who are really excited and passionate about the programme and really want to be a part of it. Absolutely. It's interesting to know that the
0: support and the two-way street of it doesn't stop with the end of their degree that they carry on. As you said, being
1: ambassadors for it, I think is a really good point to continue the good work of it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there are so many programs in place. You know, there's university alumni networks and there's British Council alumni networks, and there are those systems in place. And we find that they do want to share their experiences and mm. help inspire students to choose the UK and to choose the great scholarships.
0: Yeah, that's so nice to think of them like passing on the good word and handing it down, mm. handing on the baton. Is there any other advice you have for international students who are considering scholarship options, obviously studying in the UK? Any
1: more personal or more general advice, just what you would say to them? I think my main piece of advice really is to do your research. I do hope we get lots of people interested in the great scholarships, but it may not be the right scholarship for everyone. There are so many other opportunities out there and it's just a question of finding what's right for you. I can talk a little bit about that if that's mm. helpful. Yeah, great. There are some other UK government funded programmes. I think the Commonwealth Scholarships is another. The British Council provides a lot of information on local scholarships in country as well. And the British Council also runs a women in STEM scholarship programme, which offers scholarships to women studying STEM subjects, so science, technology, engineering and maths, to international students, obviously female international students. But aside from these government programs, like the ones I've just talked about, it's always worth remembering that individual universities offer their own scholarships. These are offered based on a number of factors. So for example, academic scholarships based on your academic achievements, performance scholarships, which are usually awarded to those who have an ability in an extracurricular subject such as sport or music or performing arts. There are subject-specific scholarships offered by individual departments for students studying a particular course or subjects. There are disability scholarships. So for international students with a disability, there may be systems and programmes in place that offer scholarships to support you to study in the UK. And some universities also simply offer scholarships by country or region. So always check websites, look into universities that you're interested in. We try to provide as much information as we can as Study UK, but I can't promise that we have absolutely all the answers and all of the information. So it really is a question of doing your research. Even just you listing all of the ways
0: Oh <laughs> sorry, I might just went back all of the ways that people can get scholarships and get funding. is it's so important and there's so many ways and I think especially for people who might not even know what scholarship is or have ever even considered that there's ways around it as you said earlier just making it
1: possible making it a possibility to study yeah there's other types of I mean scholarship is one word but there's different types of funding as well there's grants bursaries etc so there is a lot out there and I wouldn't discourage people from applying for scholarships because even though they're competitive there is lots out there Ask people, I think, as well. Ask other alumni or ask current students in the UK if you do know anyone. Um, there's mm-hmm. always ways that you can kind of reach out to universities, etc. Amazing. Thank you.
0: Honestly, all of that information has been so helpful already.
1: It's worth saying
0: to anyone listening, this is just an at-a-glance look at all of the options available. As Kitty's saying, like, go online, do have a look because there's so much out there. I'm just going to ask you one more thing, which is what we usually do at the end of our episodes with our guests. We'll ask for one do and one don't. These are really just your top tips a nice summary of everything we've talked about, one do and one don't, for listeners to take away.
1: Okay, sure. Yeah. So, my do would be just do apply. We hear from lots of scholars who were kind of worried when they were looking into it. They thought they might not have quite the right experience, or they thought they might be worried that loads of other people would be applying for this. But they're so glad when they do and they're accepted. So, don't be afraid to put yourself out there and make an application. The universities really just want to see that you're passionate about your subject. It doesn't matter if you don't have quite the right experience, if you've got any kind of transferable skills, just make sure you bring those through. And as long as you demonstrate why you want to study that subject and why you're passionate and how you think the scholarship can help you, then that's all they really want to see. So if in doubt, just go for it. And then my don't would be another application related tip. Don't rush your application. There are some really common mistakes that we hear about from universities where people have clearly rushed off an application and it doesn't quite answer the questions in the right way or it's much shorter than expected or there's a silly mistake in there, like the wrong name of the university. I know it's difficult if you want to apply to multiple places, but just make sure you really take your time with the application, ask someone to read through it, make sure you're submitting a tailored application to that university specifically. And make sure you've answered all of the requirements that are in there. So, yeah, that's my final piece of advice. <laughs> very, very good advice, I
0: think. that. And as I said, I'm sure a lot of people are prone to thinking, I'll just rush it out to get it in. But mm-hmm. better to take your time and have quality Definitely. <laughs> and speed. <Yeah. laughs> Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been really, really useful, really helpful to hear all of that and a joy to have you on as a guest. And thanks for your time.
1: No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great. If anyone wants more information, just always look at the Study UK website. And I'm sure GB Mag have lots of information as well about studying in the UK. But yeah, Study UK is a good place to start your research. So it's time to welcome our second guest
0: of the episode now. We're going to be talking to Qin Lin, who is a great scholar herself and she'll be joining us to discuss it in more detail from her personal experience. So, Qin Lin, would you like to introduce yourself and explain why you'll be speaking on this topic?
2: Hello everyone. I'm Chinia and I come from China. I just finished my MS study in Angela University in 2021. I'm now running my art studio with my classmate in London. That's so cool. So obviously what we're talking about
0: today is the great scholarships. And from your perspective, having done it, what is a great scholarship in simple terms?
2: Well, I think it is to encourage more talented students to go to the UK, as well as to help them to achieve their dreams. That's a lovely way of putting it. I love that. (laughs) Help to achieve your dreams. What what
0: could be better? And we've already heard from Kitty from the British Council that they cover a huge range of topics. And obviously you yourself, you're an artist. I don't know if you just want to talk a bit about what it is that you do
2: and what your creativity and your talent is. Oh, well, actually I'm focused on making contemporary artworks, especially uh, visual narrative and then some book art. Most of my work is like Graphic novel and just like those stories, some comic and like that.
0: Is that something you've always been interested in growing up? Did you read them yourself? How did you discover that as the thing you were interested in?
2: That's because, as a first point, I like to read those comics and uh, that habit started in my childhood. When I grew up, I started to learn drawing, and uh, I just think if I can make some stories, just last year, I Decided to quit my job and uh, really get into this industry.
0: <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And when we share this episode, for anybody listening, we will definitely link to your work, channel because it's amazing. I've seen it. <laughs> I'm sure people will be very interested to see what you're doing now. But to go back a bit, how did you first find out about the great scholarships and the fact that it could help you on your journey?
2: Well, I heard of this from the international office in our university. And they hold a lecture about uh, how to prepare for our study life in the UK. And they just mentioned this scholarship and recommended students to apply it. So I just think if I can try, I just try (laughs) Yeah, that's all you can do, isn't it,
0: is try.
2: Kitty mentioned
0: that there's a few different routes. Was it one particular scholarship that you went for? Because I know there's the
2: Chevening Scholar and there's a few yeah. different ones. Which one did you go for? Actually, at first, I just hope to apply Chevening. When I look for the requirement, I can remember that if my university has that or maybe I just miss the time. So I think it's just need to find the one. Well, really suitable for you and do not miss the time yes
0: time is really important yeah yeah don't 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 miss miss the deadlines is a good tip there isn't it why was the scholarships route a good option for you specifically as an international student because obviously i know studying abroad can be quite expensive was it the funding options that appealed to you why was it a particularly good option for you
2: i was happiest when i had the money and the was able to work less during my studies and I can focus more on my master research. I was able to attend many other courses which related to my major and uh, various activities that brought me closer to my dream.
0: (laughs) Oh that's great, that's why it's so great to have you here today because You're in a very competitive area, a difficult area to get into. But this goes to show how things like these scholarships can actually help people, as you said, to achieve your dreams. And when you're doing something like art, you just want to focus your energy on making the art, right? You don't want to have to worry about everything else. So it's wonderful that it can help
2: you. It takes a lot of time. Yes, you need to draw. Like practice, practice, practice. Yeah, just keep doing. Exactly.
0: I was going to ask which subject area was your focus to begin with, but obviously yours was art. But was it clear that there was a scholarship specifically for your subject area? Were you worried thinking, "Oh, I'm doing art. I'm not," because I know often science and things are more funded, aren't they? But did you immediately know that there was an option for a scholarship for the area you wanted to study in, so art and illustration?
2: They are not things, uh, um, especially for art. Okay. Also, can include our area. Yeah. So it
0: was broad; it could apl- apply to anything, right? Yes. So tell me a bit more about what you're doing now. So obviously, you've set up your studio, and you said you're doing it with a friend. Do you want to talk a bit more about what it is you're currently doing?
2: Yeah. Uh, running an uh, art studio. The many things that we do is uh, we see ourselves as an independent publisher. We can help other graduated artists to start their first step into this area. They can sell their books on our website, and uh, we are joining those art market to send our works, and we keep create our own art. It's like that.
0: That's wonderful. How satisfying for you as well. Like, that's wonderful to hear that you gave up your job. This is now what you do full time, which I think for anyone listening at the beginning of their journey or thinking about these roots in like scholarships, I think it'll be really inspirational for them to know that this is where they might end up and where this money could go. It's a really great example of that.
2: Yes, I think so. And I think we can also have other graduated artists because it's not that easy for them to... Like, it's easy for them to create their art, but it's not easy for them to send in their works to make a living from this.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm sure lots of artists have perfected their art in terms of what they're actually doing, but... As you say, they don't know how to turn it into their full-time job, so you can definitely give advice there. Yes. Do you have any advice, if somebody was just listening to this for the first time and thinking, that's great, Like, what's the first advice that you think of to another graduate if you were speaking to them now in terms of pursuing their dream?
2: I think um, maybe need to spend some time to find some agency or some people doing some work as ours to... Have more exposure of their works. That is most important things for artists. I think when we write a personal statement, it's really important to answer questions in the application's requirement. Just directly answer it and with some logic. When I write it, I just feel similar to write an essay. Yeah, and then we can use some bullet points and uh, some example why you are most suitable candidates.
0: Yeah, to treat it like an essay I think is, is very sensible advice. And obviously for people listening, we've talked a bit about general university applications and things, UCAS, but actually it's still good advice for applying for a scholarship as well. Treat it as the same as your personal statement, the general application process. Yeah. Definitely. Kitty, who we spoke to before, mentioned that after people have done these great scholarships, the British Council who organised them and all the organisations like to hear from people and what they're doing and they really encourage them to keep in touch. And it's that kind of community of people who have gone through this way. Do you feel you're still quite involved with it as a system?
2: Uh not that involved before when I was still in the university, I get involved and we keep in touching each other, some social, social media like that. Yeah, because we all from different areas. I think maybe in the future we can have more opportunity to see each other.
0: Yeah, well, especially with COVID, I know that obviously there's not been much opportunity to do that until recently, has there? So that must be something to look forward to.
2: Yeah, yeah. Before graduated, uh, that's because of the pandemic. There are some events and cancelled, but we still have some just online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At least, at least that's still happening. <laughs>
0: So, would you say that you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing now, obviously, all the amazing things you're now doing without the great
1: scholarship?
2: Well, that wouldn't, maybe, but I think it must be harder because you still need time to like, find a part time job to supply this dream. So, maybe, lots of some time. Oh, I need a longer time to
0: do it. So, it's gifted you the extra time and it's taken a few of those difficult things off of your mind so that you can just focus yeah. all your energy on what's important. Definitely. Yeah. So, in terms of advice for people listening, and especially from you, you know, who's been there and done it firsthand, if you could give guests one do and one don't as just your top tips. For them to take away from this episode what would that be one of each one do one don't
2: well uh, I say do believe yourself just give it a try you won't lose anything and don't sit in hesitation it's really important when you see this scholarship just try it because a lot of my friends they say oh I want to apply but I don't think that I'm good enough So they just give up. But I did apply for it. I think I don't lose anything. So I think believe yourself. That is the most important thing.
0: That's a really, really good point that you just made when you say there's nothing to lose. There's, you know, nothing to lose and everything to gain. And as you say, you didn't lose anything by going for it. So that's really, really good advice. Thank you. Thank you so much.